you know what that sound means? It's now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. I got you for 15 minutes. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time. Anchor has given Davi a penny. It TPYD is a free podcast. This week on Now Streaming. This week on Now Streaming, your hosts have not the podcast you deserve, have brought you what they have streamed this week. I am one of those hosts, Drew (laughs) with a U. Joining me as always is handsome Drew Crawford. Hey folks, that's me. And... Last, but certainly not least, Kyle Cox. What are you doing? (laughs) What is this? This is my 1990s trailer voice. Nice. One of the three Hollywood used (laughs) exclusively from 1989 to whenever they started making trailers as long as the actual movie. You kind of sound like a like a 70s 1930s game show reporter. Okay. Like, oh, all right, I'll Drew with that. it. You tell them what they've won. You've <laughs> won a now streaming. That was wild. Man, it has been too long since I've hung out with you folks. How you been? <laughs> Man, so good and streamed so many things. Um, oh, I no way! Guys, I was watching Archive eighty one, and I finished it up um, with my wife because she's a big horror movie fan. Now, and, correct uh, me if I'm wrong. Is that a sequel to Archive 80? It is not. It okay. is not. It is a <laughs> Netflix series. It is six or eight episodes. And instead of being six or eight episodes that were 50 minutes long, it could have been a two-hour movie. And the two-hour okay. movie I would be down for. Um, by the okay. end of the eighth episode, I was like, it's time. It's time for this to end. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> um, but I think it was good. It just was took forever. Um, so I th- still think you. I don't need think either of you guys would like Archive Eighty One. But if a listener likes horror movie stuff, um, it's pretty good, and it's more of thriller than it is like horror stuff. Okay, I was gonna ask on the horror you know spectrum, where does it land? Is it like a bunch of jump scares, or is it actually like a a scary plot is it like demon oriented or is it like crazy killer in the woods kind of what what are we talking about here yeah we're we're talking um we're talking creepy and we're talking extraterrestrial de- demonic Ooh. kind of stuff um and then the gap between the two worlds the spiritual realm and the physical realm Ooh. converging um and it's i'm i'm kind of I'm I'm kind of okay with it now that I think back because it was a good ride. It was a fun ride. It just took it just like all the first six episodes unpacked five more mysteries in each episode, but <laughs> nothing ever got like wrapped up at any point in time. And then they did wrap it up at the end. Um, and but but it's just like God dang we we unraveled seven thousand mysteries and we're gonna wrap it up in fifty minutes. Okay, here we go. And it's just kind of like, man, we, this would have been a really good two-hour movie. Like, it would have been a, a fantastic two-hour movie. Um, but, yeah. That's kind of... Did you guys see um, The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt and uh, J.K. Simmons? 
Yes. I did not. Yes. Where he's fighting aliens from the future or whatever, and they... Yes. Yeah. So when I was watching that movie, which was like a two and a half hour movie probably, Uh at the end of it, I was like, this would have been a fantastic series or a fantastic (laughs) two movies. Um, Uh Because like you basically get the whole him going in the future. It is. And they... But they... The the back end when they go and find the aliens in the in the snow thing and then they blow those up it's like you you're gonna spend fifteen minutes doing that yeah he spent two and a half hours doing the other thing like there, there's a distinct break at like an hour forty five where you're like yeah this was a sci fi action movie about time travel mm-hmm. and then the second half of the movie is like this is a action movie starring the relationship between a son and a father as yeah. they like try to figure that out and it's like these are two different movies and they just like combined them together like a frankenstein it's like why did yeah. you do this to us and that's that's what i was like like for that movie i think that that should have been a series or at, or at minimum two movies to not feel like that last half was rushed yeah but this movie this tv show archive 81 Definitely should have been a movie. And so I think it's interesting, you know, because, man, what, Sopranos probably was the first big TV series um, where it's, it was movie kind of like quality, um, but split out ep- episodically. Um, and now we've got tons of them. There's hundreds of, of these shows out now that are movie quality-esque, um, and the writing's really well done, and they're getting big-name actors and all that sort of stuff. Um, and now it's kind of like, I can't imagine being you know, the a Hollywood producer and you're having to decide, okay, you know, I get the script. Do we want to, do we want to really, you know, kind of tone it down a little bit and, and take out some fluff and then make this a really good, you know, 90 minute movie? Or do we want to pack on a bunch of extra fluff and a bunch of extra twists and turns that don't really matter and make it a 10, you know, episode series? Um, that sort of stuff. I'd really like to have Matt Singletary back on at some point um, to talk about the difference between writing a show and writing a movie. Um, Cause yeah. I've got so many questions and I think there's, um, I think it's obvious that some people are really, really good at one and maybe struggle with the other one. Uh, and then finally, the other thing I watched, um, have you guys ever heard of Child 44? Oh, with uh, Tom Hardy. So, and, yes. Uh, Tom uh, Hardy, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman? Yeah. Uh, the guy who played Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. Don't know his name. <laughs> really? Oh, uh... Vincent Castle. Um, the guy from Lawless is in it. What? The kind of the main brother from Lawless is in it. Um, Tom Hardy, we said him. <laughs> or Tom Hardy's brother, the older one. Shia Wasn't LaBeouf. there an older one? No, not Shia LaBeouf. The third one. Maybe he's the bad guy. Dark Thirty. Yeah. yeah. That guy. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, I so <laughs> I uh, I was uh, oh that's what it was. so I went to HBO Max and it was like because you watched the last duel and it showed Child Forty Four and it's just a picture of Tom Hardy and I was like yeah. I've yeah. never heard of this movie. I've never seen a trailer for this movie. I know nothing about this movie. And I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Um, because Drew Allen has told me multiple times that I've ruined a movie for him because of the things I've said on this podcast. So I would like to say lightly, I think you guys would really like this movie. Um, Interesting. For one point, and one, well, for two points. One point, the cast is amazing. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Numi Ropace, I don't know how to say her name, but she was really good too. Um, and the second point, they are, they are Russians in Russia and they all speak with Russian accents. So it passes <laughs> the Kyle's bar for, 
for movies about foreign places <laughs> that you are... have to at least try to speak, like sound like you're from there. Is it a new movie or is it an older movie? Like, I don't what's... even. I, I'm, it, I I can look it up right now, but honestly, I'd never heard of it. I was like, Tom, I'll throw I've, it on. I've never heard of any of this either. It, and it, it deals does with have like, an all star cast in it. It deals with like it, it's it's essentially there's like a child murderer in Russia. And yeah, 1953 Russia, where the saying was there was no murders in paradise. So it was like illegal to some say somebody was murdered, or to claim that a death was done by murder. Um, but it was 2015. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Tom Hardy's huh. a cop, and uh, Vincent Castle's like the head of the police force kind of thing, and uh, Tom Hardy, you know, goes through a series of stuff because he thinks there's been a murder, um, and that's all I will say about it because I don't want to, I don't want to skew anyone's uh, uh, viewings of this movie prematurely, but I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was really, really wow. well done, and Tom Hardy, it's this is the first time in a while that I've seen a Tom Hardy movie. Or TV show where he's doesn't have like the world's weirdest way of talking. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. His mouth. I was gonna ask. Yeah. He, this was like the height. If it came out in 2015, this is height of Tom Hardy, like yeah. weirdly covering his face and talking like a mongoloid. And you're like, yeah. what is happening to you? Um, that's uh, so. That's I, it's good to see that he has you know some range. Dude, no, and that's that's the thing I was thinking about when I watched this movie. It was just like he is so good because even when he is talking with a mask on, you can barely understand it. Mm. Like you still, when he was banging, you were still like, "I'm not messing with that dude." Like when <laughs> he was strapped to the front of that car, uh, in yeah, whatever that movie was that was terrible. I didn't like it. Mad Max. Oh and, wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you still like you felt strained the whole time just because like he showed yeah. you in his face like. And then, uh, like, in Dunkirk, even though you couldn't hear a word he said in Dunkirk, like, you still kind of, like, this guy's awesome. (laughs) So, Or, like, in Venom 2, when (laughs) Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. Even in Venom 2. He almost saved Venom 2. But he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. He he is incredibly talented. And I'm I'm happy to hear that that's a good movie. Because I I turned it on, like, right when it came out. And then okay. I like I got like twenty minutes or I don't know how long it was into it, but it was a ways into it, and essentially nothing had happened yet. There's a bunch of Tom Hardy walking through the snow, and then <laughs> I was like, mm, "This seemed like this movie's gonna make me sad, also." And so I, I must have switched over to like Rick and Morty or something to make me happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, so it it didn't give it I didn't give it its due. It's definitely not a feel good. It's not a feel good movie. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Not when you want to watch, it's a feel good. Jason Clark is the name of the guy. I was trying to think of from oh, Wallace. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, He's very talented. Is, he He's got crazy eyes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. No, yeah. This dude's been a lot. He's in the devil all the time. This dude's yeah, been yeah. a lot. Oh, He's very guy. talented. Yeah. He's very talented. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I'd say my, my recommendation for now streaming kind of deals along with the more of the horror genre, so the more of that first recommendation you had, Kyle. And I, I may have, have wrote for this movie earlier in our podcast, but have y'all? Do y'all remember me talking about Pandorum? Mm, I don't think, I think so. I remember you mentioning it, but I don't. I don't remember okay. anything about it. Um, yes, it is. It is. A, it's a one of those horror movies that takes place in space, and I I love it a lot because it's it's like a space horror. It's a space genre movie that's not tied to like Star Trek or Star Wars, but it kind of has. It feels like kind of the scale of that. And so I, I think that's it's really cool. And I think if this was like Solo, a Star Wars film, if this was like Pandorum, 
a Star Trek film or something like that, a bunch of people would have gone and seen it. But because it wasn't, not very many people saw it. And I think it's it's a lot better than people gave it credit for. It stars Dennis Quaid, Ben Foster, Cam Gigande, and Norman Reedus for a short amount of time. Okay. Spoiler oh, no. alert. <laughs> this was like, this came out after The Walking Dead, but before he became really famous, in my head anyways. I saw it right after he like just, just starting to get big in The Walking yeah. Dead. He had already been in Blade 2 and, and some other things, but... It was before he like became a big name actor, Boondock and so they like, killed him off super early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that was one of his big things. So he, he was he was a name actor, but they like hired him and killed him off. I was like, no, Norman. I was so I like half watched this movie to see you in it. I wanted to watch a Norman Reedus film, uh, but it it's it's a horror movie that deals a lot with like some of it's like claustrophobia, some of it's like going crazy out in space, some of it's like being lost and and it deals with a lot of other things besides just jump scares which we, i think we've all talked about how we appreciate when a movie's not just jump scares and i think it does a really great job of making the horror more than just oh there's a really scary thing that's not there and then it is there yeah yeah and so it does a great job of that and then also it's like a really cool and intricate story if you're paying attention to it it rewards you paying attention to it and i love it when movies do that where it's like there, there is like kind of what they're giving you in the front, but also in the background. And if you tie everything together and there's like some confusion between characters that get lost on different parts of the ship and they can't communicate. But if you're paying attention and it all comes together in the end, it really pays off. But it, it's, it stars, you know, like I said, Dennis Quaid and Cam Gigande and Ben Foster, who I think are all really talented yeah. actors. Ben Foster's kind of so the, great. And then... I, when you Phenomenal. said Cam Gijon Day, I was yeah. like, huh, I've never heard of that guy before. And then I looked at him and I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. He's in a lot He's of like things. He's like the handsome douchebag in like yes, everything. In like every, <laughs> yes, in every movie. Um, and while you're talking about horror, have you all seen a preview for The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window? Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Kristen On Bell. On Netflix. I can't tell if that's going to be <laughs> terrible or great. I don't know, but I know I will watch it. Yeah, I know wild. I will watch it. Yeah. I guess you, with that title, you're thinking like, oh, maybe this is like a uh, like a scary movie-esque, like just riff off of like all of the bad titles of all the bad horror movies. Yeah. Then you watch the trailer and you're like, is this kind of scary? I don't know. Kind of a, <laughs> yeah, suspense thriller. Um, yeah. Which I think some of the best horror movies we've talked about kind of ride that line between horror and I, and like horror is like a, a genre that kind of lends itself to Being wacky scenarios. Aware. Yeah. 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 And you get like cabin in the woods mm. or my other recommendation, which is Tucker and Dale versus <laughs> evil. Yeah. Have y- y'all both seen this movie, right? Yeah. Alan Tudyk, right? Yes. Yes. Alan Tudyk who like, I, I will watch anything alan tudyk is is yeah. in like if if it has like if he's a chicken in something i will go see moana and <laughs> even if it beat out wally i'm sorry <laughs> i'm gonna take a moment listen i went back and watched moana after that podcast and i stand by my decision i made the right choice i may not have known at the time but i made the right choice i think all right isn't boba fett in moana Yes, I might have made and that, that up. And that is where I was going with my now streaming. Is oh Boba. yeah. Are, have you yeah, guys been yeah. watching it? Have you been keeping up? 
Dude, I guess this last episode. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're done. So thanks. But uh, <laughs> the uh, I haven't seen. We're recording this on a Wednesday for our viewers at home, uh, listeners at home. But uh, I have so I haven't seen the most recent one that came out today. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we get done here. Um, but the one that came out last week, which was not spoiling anything for you if you're waiting to watch it, but was basically an extenuation of uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, which is truly what we want as fans. We want the Mandalorian three. I don't really want yeah. Boba Fett walking in a desert. I want. Yeah. Also, the week before. Uh, when they had that, like, the longest, slowest speeder bike chase yes. ever. It was like, what are we doing, guys? Like, nobody asked this, for this. This is what I was talking about, like, the... I'm going to guess, I get this wrong every time. The Kessel Run? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Kessel Run is so much cooler as a throwaway line. Mm. It's so much cooler as that than it is us seeing them do the Kessel Run in Solo. Like, The Clone Wars is a way cooler throwaway line <laughs> than actually watching The Clone Wars take place. Unless you're talking about the TV show, which I think was pretty good. The TV yeah, show is really good. good. Either of the TV shows. But, like, that's one of those things, like, do we need someone to show us how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit? Or can he just show up and just be like, man, I wonder, I wonder how he did that. And, yeah. and just keep going with the story, you know? I don't think Very rarely... Anything. Very rarely can media hold up to your imagination. Like, if you just have it as a throwaway line, your entire imagination gets to fill that void. Yeah. But and, and if I you want about to this... show us a, a spaceship fly through a cloud in space to show us how cool the Kessel Run is, chances are it's, it's going to be kind of lame. going to yeah. work. <laughs> the, uh, but I, I think I talked about this previously, specifically about this show, right? Like, Bubba Fett is a beloved character and has been for 40 years. And he had, like, six lines of dialogue. in, And so for 40 years, people were just playing with action figures and, and making up their own stories about how cool he was. And all, like, you know, wow, he's this tough, like, cowboy-like gunslinger, bounty hunter, like, takes no crap. Like, and now he's got his own show where... Obviously, there's going to be more character development, and everyone's going, oh, he's a little different than my imagination. It's like, well, yeah, because now they're making him a real person as right, opposed yeah. to just a, a throwaway cool guy character who doesn't need any depth because he's got six lines of dialogue, and he's just there to look cool. Uh, yeah. And now that you've given him depth, everyone's kind of like, oh, he's less cool now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, the The saddest thing is that like to get Disney Plus jumped off, they made the Mandalorian, which was essentially the Boba Fett that we wanted. Yeah, but they didn't. They weren't confident and and enough. They didn't think like I mean, if you were to say like we're gonna make a Boba, I guess they could have sold it as a Boba Fett story, but I, I think they played it safe and they were like, this is a Mandalorian similar to Boba Fett. You get the idea in case it didn't take off, because nobody knew it was going to be as big a success as it was. Yeah. But they made that, and it was so successful and so incredible. They're like, okay, oh, right, let's do a Boba Fett. We can do it. But it's like, you, you kind of already did it with The Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. And um, you did it so perfectly. But I, like, I, don't... I was kind of disappointed a little bit with the first couple of episodes. I've been kind of, you know, 
waiting it out, seeing where it goes. You know, it's going to take some time to develop this character, like I was just talking about. But the new, the most recent episode uh, from last week, where the Mandalorian comes back and uh, is the prominent feature. It's awesome. That's the best episode so far this season. Oh yeah, when that flute or whatever it is plays the Mandalorian's like theme song, <laughs> yeah. I, I like sat straight up. I was like, "Am I about to get a Mandalorian episode?" And I did. I was so it happy. Was so perfect. Mm-hmm. I hope that means he's like in the back half of the show. That would be great. I think he. I think he will be. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we get done recording here tonight, that I'm immediately jumping on that. I might do that as well. I might do that as well. And if you're gonna hop on and watch. Either the Book of Boba, Pandorum, Archive 81. If you named your first child Grogu or anything Mandalorian related, please tweet out at us at NTPYD Podcast on Twitter or at NTPYD Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read them on air and hear your response, what you think, what you thought, what you'd like us to talk about. Please write in. As always, I've been your host, Drew Allen. With me has been Drew Crawford, Kyle Cox, and we are signing off. Hoping you have a great rest of your day.